Well, 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 look who came crawling back for part two of a two-part stalking takeover episode of Trial and Aaron. You thirsty? That's okay, I'm thirsty too. But we're going to wet our whistles with some stimulating Hoobies Brewery conversation because Courtney and Jackie Stalking join us in this episode. It's a continuation of part one. We got Courtney, Jackie, and Chad Stalking and Megan Haynes. Or Heinz, whichever you prefer. She's from Dixon, so it doesn't matter. But what does matter is the subject matter. And this episode is all about the brew, the people. But we also get into some other weird things like how twins eerily think similar because they're secretly one freaking person. But anyways, uh, sit back, enjoy the ride, everybody. Stalking Takeover Part 2. Special Hoobies guests have just showed up. Real. Oh, and they brought some Hoobies for everybody. It's a Hoobie miracle. miracle. (laughs) Jack Daniels. Felt like I heard a four wheeler pull up out there. Man, (laughs) the lineage of Hoobies. Hoobie. All right, so we're gonna have to share some mics. Just to just to uh, bring everybody up to date, Jackie and Courtney Stocking just showed up. After a long day of working at Hoobies. Jackie Daniels. <laughs> they brought Jackie Daniels. They did. That's for, that's for us. I think our bottle yeah, already got a little low. Just, it looks just oddly taste. familiar to Jack Daniels, but it's a slightly lighter shade of black. Yeah. yeah. And no IE after Jack. It's like a flat, flat Literally black. the same thing. It's Jack Daniels. Uh, Courtney and Jackie, after all, we're just literally just talking about Hoobies and Chad's fascination with beer. Why it means so much to him. It's, uh, we talked about like the process of brewing. Got to talk real close to the mic, otherwise I get all upset. Okay. Um, Chad was just saying, like, this gratifying feelings are people just showing up. People saying, this beer tastes good. They come, they rejoice. It's kind of like everybody's under the same spell. They're, you're here to have a good time. You're drinking beer. You're there with your friends, good people. My favorite time at Hoobies so far, the B&D Gertz company party is pretty good. But most recently, because... I don't know. You start racking up good times at Hoobies. I guess it happens. Um, after the championship basketball game, men's league basketball winners suffered a devastating loss emotionally, physically, because I, you know, hurt my little my little my little legs. I go to Hoobies afterwards, and we drink beers with the opposing team, the champions. We play uh, what's it called? Cornhole, Connect Four, Liars Dice, the the lot, and it ended up being. Just a really damn good Sunday afternoon slash evening. How has Hoobie's been treating you guys so far? Like the whole process of it, seeing people come in, drink your beer, all that jazz. Hold on. That one's yours. I'll put this one here. Oh, we can share. Yes. Well, we can't really do much right now. Sundays are pretty cool. It's pretty cool to have people go, I'm going to Hoobie's. They plan out their day around it. I told them earlier about how fun, how cool it is to see people just show up. Yeah. It's fun to see people that we don't know showing up. I'm gonna go pee. And then <laughs> well, when you drink IPAs, yeah. you pee a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave some gold on here. For oh, yeah. Time. 
<laughs> you say three with your thumb? Are you fucking crazy? You're a thumb counter first. This is a whole different podcast. You know what? That another reason winners is better than Dixon. Your education sucks. Count with your thumb. Booyah. Booyah. Thumb counter. Sign language. I'm flipping you off right now. This ain't theater of the mind. This is really happening. No, it's not to you. It's not a you. It's a you to Dixon. Not you, Megan. You're just conduit to my hatred. Anyways, uh, apologize. They tried to teach me that in first grade, but I was like, no, it's clearly index finger first, middle finger, ring finger, pinky, thumb. If you go thumb, I bet you go pinky, middle, ring, index, like Calvin Candy from uh, Django. You do thumb first? Where'd you go? What is it, that Notre Dame school? With the green polo shirt. Or white. When you learn uh. sign language, you do your three with a thumb. I know. Not this. That's this sign is language, weird. This is weird. a.k.a. wrong. It's this. All right, so. <laughs> that's rude. How, all right. I pl- perhaps played the worst game of cornhole in my <laughs> life last night. And Let's Terry talk about that. Terry Sestrala turned up. He's got it. He's salty. Terry Smistrala was better than you? I let him down. And I'm, I told Chad, I'm going to practice on Saturday because I would. He's, he's upset, isn't he? Yeah. I, he was very I, nice to talk about it. I did not want to say anything because I knew it would hurt your feelings. <laughs> but last night when him and Wendy were getting into the car, the only th- I said, goodbye, Terry. Goodbye, Wendy. And they said, you better tell your cousin to practice. <laughs> Both of them. Especially Wendy. Aaron got beat by a girl. She said that she's not coming anymore. If Aaron's gonna play, no, I'm gonna wear. All right, I got the perfect solution. I'm gonna wear a bag over my head. That way, Terry doesn't have to see my face. But I'm coming in on Saturday, and I'm going to practice. Because that was the worst. Like I, I feel like I am competent enough athletically to put a bean bag on a fucking board. But apparently, I was not able to do that last night, and it it really it bummed me out more than I ever would have wanted Cornell to bum me out. But because I let Terry down, that was it. Because he played out of his ass. Yeah. So he definitely didn't show up. No, I did physically, but I guess spiritually, yeah. emotionally, everything. And then I just left with my tail between my legs, kind of like Derby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coward. But I I was actually a little nervous that I was like, what am I gonna do with Derby? Time up to a post while I play. Cornell, but sure enough, the crowd at Hoobies took the dog in without even like, without my permission. They just kind of took him, and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then not to worry, like, it was in good hands. Well, he was walking behind the tables. I'm like, dude, these are like catapult. These are boulders coming at you. If you get hit by one of these beanbags, you're done. Well, only one time. If he got hit in the butt. Maybe he's alright because he has great, great thighs. <laughs> Derby has tremendous thighs. He's kind of like Wee Man. Uh, have you seen Duncan's ah. thighs? Who? Uh, He's sitting down. He ain't thick, though. Oh, yeah. Derby thick. He's like skinny thick. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe. Okay, th- nothing of this is skinny <laughs> thick. Okay, Duncan's got some cakes on him. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Oh, for you, Chad. Oh, no. Mr. Brewmeister. <laughs> Brewmeister. It's a very technical process to make the beer. Am I correct? It is a very technical process. 
So put yourself a thousand years in the past. You got medieval times, and you got to brew some ale for some high-ranking lords coming into the castle to merge houses with your princess, and your ale's going to get them all liquored up and make that happen. How much harder would it be to brew beer, ale, porter, whatever it is, without modern technology? It's got to be pretty tough. The, the one, the big difference, what, you know, there's a couple, but, well, there's obviously a lot, but yes. a couple of big ones are sanitation. I don't think they cared about that back then. Yeah, but nowadays it's, you know, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Got to be clean. Everything needs to be clean. People are sanitized. dying in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah, but that has nothing to do with the beer. No. It's just Americans it's the going down there. It's not the beer's fault. I was down there like two years ago and... <laughs> I'm he- I'm here to talk about it today, folks. Please, you're alive. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing is is definitely being able to record all that stuff too, because sanitation and note taking are two of the biggest things that you need to do in brewing beer, um, and just being able to be consistent. And I, I pr- doubt that it was very uh, easy to be consistent hundreds that, of years ago. That's one thing, Robbie Emery. He's the uh, you know. A slave yonder at uh, Firestone Brewery in San Luis Obispo. Ah. We're at Barista Brew, and I was just talking trash on, oh, Bud Light and Bear, uh, what, a, what a Budweiser. <laughs> what do they know about beer, this and that? They're mass-produced. And he said he actually admired them because they're able to produce consistency every single time, even if there's a crop that has a bad, I don't know, maybe a bad year or something like that. There's more rain, more sun, whatever. Whatever the mishap is, they're able to produce a consistent product. Consistency is key. What the key to your heart? No, not really. What is the key to your heart? Oh. Megan? Grandma's listening. Grandma's, Grandma's listening. <laughs> it's Hoobie's beer, ah! of course. <laughs> So what was all right? Let's let's rewind the old calendar there. I think this. You is guys are just twins. talking about. Yeah, the twins will be involved in this question. You guys are talking about hoobies. You're starting a brewery. What was the final push? What was that whole process like from beginning to where you guys are at now? Which I gotta say, it, there's a there's it was always very people there. painful. How painful. <laughs> We're going back six years. Yeah, that's, let's that's... start at the very... That's it. We got the flames making Perhaps there is hope for Dixon after all. A little. That was... oh. she, only, she only watched Wayne's World last week. And that was <laughs> she's not from Dixon. She's from in between Dixon and Winners. <laughs> Don't say it in the mic. Yeah, but I, 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 I stretched. So, so we're back six years when I still had a soul. Yes, yeah. That's what you call it. Yeah, six years ago, we were sitting around the old gas station called Pardessa, or as a lot of people know it as Pardesia, because they just don't know how to read. But we'll, we'll forgive them. They're learning now. After That's another podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we're forgiving them. Scum. Most I'm of not. them showed up because they loved Dudley, which is more oh, than appropriate. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, so yeah, about six years ago, we were sitting up there at Pardessa. It was a closed-down gas station, sitting on about six acres, and nothing going on. And we would go out to bury us a brew, which is like 
a few miles away and we'd hang out there for a little bit and we'd get a growler or two and then we'd go back there and we just felt like, hey, the atmosphere here could be something similar to all these breweries that were going around and we already have one local, which is really nice, but we could have another one here that's just as nice as all the other ones that we go to in Oregon or Sacramento or San Francisco or Monterey or wherever we go. And that was where the idea struck. I'm pretty sure it was Goaty, AKA Curtis, my dad. Curtis, I've never heard that name before in my life. <laughs> I, this is just what I'm told. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was his idea really to, to start it all. And, uh, I think like the first day we even made it like on Facebook, like as a location, like we tagged ourselves there. So like every once in a while on our Facebook memories, we still get like random posts of, Hey, we're at Hoobies with like Mike Smistrala or Nigel Cox or someone like friends of the family that have been around that, you know, for the last six years that know what we've been trying to do. Let me ask you something real quick. How surreal did it feel to finally make that click of like this is where hoobies is i don't think it was scary because it was always a joke and then people kept uh, people kept asking like oh when are you going to open hoobies when are you going to finally open hoobies and we're like april 1st april 1st but we never said a year so they're like ha ha okay when are you finally going to do it and then so without telling people we started filling out all the paperwork and got that all going I'm like, and then let's see. Well, on my side, I started. I started doing homebrew and all that. So about six, seven years ago is when I started doing that, just so that we could learn what it took to even just brew beer. So you you brewed beer before Hoobies, right? Like that was was that like your only experience? Because you just or was this whole batch of Hoobies brew just happened to be your first batch and you're like just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, oh, he's no. just a genius. There's definitely, there's definitely beer that... You're uh, saying there's trial there's and error? There are And there's some big errors. Error yes. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Sandwich. Oh. Trial and error. And it's, see, like that's like the suggestion. It. It's like you try shit, you fail, you get better. Could you attest to this, my lord? Indeed. We drink a lot of bad beer. Yeah, there was a. It was. It's. It's so tough when you're when you're doing homebrew, right? And you spend a, a couple hundred bucks maybe on on a brew, and then it turns out like crap after you know a month of thinking that hey you're gonna have something good to drink at the end of it. You get it. You pop it open after you cool it off for a couple of days, and whoo. No. Uh, what is it? All right. What's the difference between tasting after a few days, the anticipation builds, it boils like the brew, and it tastes like shit. Between, you taste it, it's like, damn, this is good. Well, what you do is... The emotional gratitude. You just don't tell anybody it tastes like crap. You just tell everybody, yeah, it's true, it tastes good. It really does. It tastes, and then, but you're like secretly like drinking it and like... Yeah. Like, I don't want to drink it. <laughs> so when no one's looking, you kind of pour you it. You can't lie to yourself. Uh, so you down as much as you can because you know you put some a lot of time and money yeah. into it. And then at one point you go, well, I'm going to need these bottles for my next batch. I need to pour this <laughs> so out and I need to start and to clean everything up. Do the bad beer, is it kind of like Sigourney Weaver and Aliens? Kill me! Exactly. Kill me! Did you, you killed the beers. I killed them. <laughs> How many beers have you killed? 
Lost I don't know. I gotta take my shoes off to count. Do you do you, do you, do you, <laughs> do you, do you name them? Or are they all just soulless little batch one, batch two? Yeah, we usually <laughs> just done. Yeah, I think we just. I think like one of the first batches I made, we called it Hoobies because we even or wrote it on the caps. Mm. Um, but every, all the other ones were just uh, basically named after what style of beer it was, yeah, just yeah. like well, IPA or whatever. And I don't know. Never really named too many of them up until we opened. Not until it's it's ready to roll. Not until yeah, the day before we opened. I mean, <laughs> why why not leave life to the excitement? Wow. So soon, what? Wait, what was the cause of the Burger King fire in Winters, California? The first fast food restaurant in Winters. I don't know. What was I would say Verduzco, but they're slow as <laughs> these days because they're getting too big for the britches. Slow food. From what I heard. Slow food. Yeah. What I heard regarding the Burger King fire was there was uh, in the ventilation going up Probably wasn't clean. that there was a, a void space between, I guess, the back of it and another wall. Yeah. And grease was going up there and that's where the fire started. Yeah. So it was really difficult for anybody to access that spot to actually put the fire out. So that's why it took a little longer than yeah. so you're... a normal fire or something. So you're telling me if humans had a better and more well-balanced diet of vegetables, fruits, and unsaturated fats, this fire would have been preventable. No, no. People still love Burger King. <laughs> yeah, they do. The, the problem is is that Burger King, you can go and get a meal for 7 bucks. But if you really want to be balanced and nutritious, you're going to have to pay like $15 for a meal. What is everybody's favorite fast food restaurant? Sound off right fast now, food. and then we're gonna narrow it down to numero uno, the alpha male of fast food. Is fast food? Do they have to have a drive-through? You know, yes, yes, yeah. it does. Simple enough. F- it. Yes. In and out. I, in and out. That's what I was gonna say. Well, since you're twins, you I will divide up. you. <laughs> you must have another answer. Starbucks. <laughs> I, I hesitate to deem that a, you know, it, it's in its own realm. Starbucks is good. They have to drive through. No, I got to keep and it. And they have food. Food oriented. They deal out social. Their mission statement is like social Can I base atmosphere. it off of just one, because one item is awesome? What's your one item? Curly fries. Where? Or where? Jack in the Box. Is Jack in the Box your answer? Well, the curly fries from Jack in the Box. Wait. Is Jack in the Box your answer? Sure. Oh boy! Yay! <laughs> now I can be happy again, Megan. I'm gonna toss this. No, oh, nice, nice. Oh my God! Thank God for that cap technology. We spilled some Sprite, but not of it came out because of cap technology. Megan, you have two dogs in your lap. You're in a very glorified position. You feel like a god. Your glasses are on straight. You got a necklace on. Your shirt is giving me an epileptic seizure. Tell me, what is your favorite fast food restaurant? Dicks a night. Speak. Three words. Chick fill A. You silly, silly. Unless it's a Sunday, in which course you're screwed. Chick fil A. I'll give it to Chick fil A. They have delicious sandwiches. Delicious fries. fries. However, they are not the best. I will I will yield to their customer service from what the oh. internet has told me until in my all pleasure. Its truthfulness they have by far the best customer service. 
partly before uh, True story. I've never seen any videos have you from any ever other seen more cars go through a chick-fil-a drive-thru than anywhere else in and out burger no yes. in out you kidding me in and out is Get slower in and out is slower chick-fil-a yes, is slower. so fast they have, more cars. have you seen in and out burger they work their asses off in there they work want the smarter to get fed, not harder and happy Chick-fil-A tries hard, but they only work six days a week because they lazy motherfuckers. I said In the thing about Sundays seven already. Days a week, I say with eight fingers. Biah! Thank you, Chad. Give me one more. Three times in a row. Biah! 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 Oh, God. Did you hear the difference in the last one? There was. Oh, he did That's the repeat. Just like you did for radio, yeah! <laughs> That's stockingteam.com. Y'all.com. <laughs> Is Grandma Barb God? And, and when Chick fil A. When... <laughs> the next, next, next topic. All right, so. Well, have right. you tried unanimous, biscuits? Unanimous. Yeah. Exactly. That's why you don't need Chick fil A on yeah, Sundays because you got Grandma Barb. Grandma's also. Grandma also exactly. knows the devil because of that gravy she makes. Oh, shit. Anyways, Grandma's on Sundays ain't fast food. If but it's your good ride food. is one of the moms, your ass is there for two and a half hours of gossip without gravy or cake. True story. That's where you can That's learn you anything and everything car. happening in town. Honest, if you're film, you guys know it. You guys work. No, you guys work because that is a necessity. That is a necessity that you guys have to eat and go to work, but you still show up to biscuits. Biscuits to the uninitiated. All those every single Sunday, Grandma Barb wakes up. Because she loves us grandkids, us soulless, heathen grandkids that don't go to church. She makes us biscuits and eggs of our choosing. Never scrambled, however, because... Because. It's her kitchen. It's her kitchen, and she says, F scrambled eggs. I ain't cooking them. Over easy, charm. She makes coffee that somehow makes you sleepier. I don't know how she does it. It must be the love. I think it's decaf. It's outrageous. But you go there and there's Tang. Everything's homemade, but then you get Tang. But the best part about Tang, there's no pulp. I love that. Tang all day. Tang Gray. Tang mustache that you always rock. Oh my god. The first it was better than the blonde mustache I gave. No, that was the No, the blonde the blonde Blonde mustache I get from my BCAAs when I'm pumping iron. Totally. <laughs> Grandma Barb wakes up out of love, makes us all food, and then the grandkids have the audacity to leave within 15 to 30 minutes. But also, you got to stay for the conversation. You, uh, it's sisters, it's tradition, it's, I don't know. I've literally never heard of anything else like Sunday biscuits. And I propose to all the grandkids that we wake up one Sunday and we make biscuits with grandma because we need to learn that recipe. We need to learn the gravy recipe. We need to learn the tamale recipe. We need to learn what tamale. she knows. But Grandma Barb can hold her own. Her chili, her food, anything she cooks has the touch of God. True story. Jesus, we veered so off course. I completely fast food. Fast food. Fast food. The time, Megan. Thank you so much. Holy. You're Chad, welcome. Fast food. 
so, so, yo, yo, yo. Chick fil A is I'm uh, currently house sitting right now for Zach and Sterling. I hope you're having fun in Europe. Have you, if you've seen Sterling Snapchats? Yeah, wow. The they are literally in heaven. Literally in heaven or something like that. Yeah, Casey Fletcher. The big D of uh, SoCal. Yeah. Something like that. But anyways. Yeah, you know what's a funny story about Casey Fletcher? <laughs> what about Casey Fletcher? This one time I was in Denver. Great time. Great time. Getting drunk. I was at a brewery. Fun. Then I was sitting there with Megan. We were looking around waiting for the brewery tour. <laughs> Megan goes, hey, that guy looks like your friend Casey over there. And she go, said it just like that. I did. She said it like this. Hey, that looks like your friend Casey right over there. Hey, Megan, be quiet. Oh, yeah. Hey, that Megan, That sounds just quiet. like Megan. Well, you nailed it. So, when you read it. Chad, you're talking. I thought it was Not Megan. Super yeah. Oh, wait, that was Megan. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, all right, go on. Go on. So I look no, over, and sure enough, he does look like Casey. And so I start watching, finally see his face. <laughs> It is Casey. And You're just so, eyeballing this random human being. Yeah, in this brewery, we're like across the room from one another. <laughs> he still doesn't see us at all. And then... Why would he? Yeah, why, he had no reason to believe that I'm there. <laughs> I had no reason to believe that he's there. So then then we take a picture of him. And, <laughs> and I send it to him and say, Hey, I'm at, this pl- I'm at this brewery and this guy looks a lot like you. And I send it to him. And then we just start, and then as, like we just keep watching him from across the bar, you know, probably like twenty feet away. And then all of a sudden, you see him pull his phone out, he's, and he looks at it, and he laughs a little bit, and then he starts looking around. He's like looking for me, and we're like hiding for a minute, and then finally he sees us. He walk over, like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Just by happenstance that you guys are there at the same time. Same weekend. Yeah, same time in that in that brewery. You know, we would have never known each other there. Yeah. Aside from just running into each other, well, then from there just turned into a little what little happened? bit of a drinking fest. We hit up like three other places. We played a I've never seen it before. Giant cornhole with bean bags. Bean bags, and the freaking boards were like ten feet long by like eight feet wide. It was unbelievable. Is that the championship game or the next step for Hoobie Brewers? Cornhole mm. extravaganza. Hmm, that's we'll all see. we're gonna say. Maybe part of phase Gross. two Hoobies. Yeah, phase two Hoobies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> when I'm a dad, the oh god! Like if they're this bad now, I can't wait. Good lord! I feel bad for the baby mama. <laughs> My answer is Carl's Jr. Carl. <laughs> that took one hour. Yes. Oh, that was perfect. Perfect. What about what about Hardee's? Western bacon cheese. If you were at Carl's Jr. right now, what would you get? I wanted to say Hardee's, but I didn't know if anybody would get the reference. Of course they would. This is America. I've seen it in Nashville, yeah. I had my chance to go to Hardee's when I was in the South. But I drove past them. And then eventually... I saw Carl's only Carl's Jr. and realized that my opportunity to taste Hardee's was gone. 
What's wrong? Dying. What's... <laughs> We've lost one of the twins. Come on, Cor- Courtney. <laughs> Courtney's yeah, dying. I know that. Someone's dying of funny. laughter. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's having a sh- I think she's having a sh- <laughs> you pronunciated something. Parties. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So let's put a bookmark where uh, we're at right now. I have not given my favorite fast food. Yeah, well, you haven't. But I'm going to tell a story before that. Kind of like, yeah. like a commercial break. What a build up. We call that a hook in the radio industry. That's, that's what I did for hook you online. Of yes. Oh, God. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. Well, I don't need to brag it. about Hook, it. line, and stinker is more like it. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon delight. Whoop. Afternoon delight. Thank you. Right. So, um, I forgot the story I was about to tell. <laughs> you had your chance to go to Hardee's. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget it. That was it. So, all right. If I may tell my story with absolute vigor. I was telling a story in the back of a bus, right? Okay. And I say, like, I'm into it. Everybody, I got at least four rows dialed into my story. I'm in the zone. I'm telling the story, and then the name Robert comes along, and I say, Robert! My voice cracks. (laughs) It shatters like a window. And everybody, but everybody, junior me, possibly sophomore me, just gets like, everybody's just like, ah, like, and then the story just stopped. I couldn't finish. That was the end of the story. That was it. I, I squealed. I, I cracked my voice. Now, what was the end of the story you were telling? I didn't, I didn't finish the story. Yeah, she wants to. Oh, um, everybody dies, which is the same with this story of all of us right now. <laughs> Ouch. I don't mean. <laughs> Damn. All right. I want to apologize to all those listening because your story ends the same way. Uh, my favorite fast. Spoiler alert. Fa- my favorite fast food restaurant. The Krusty Krab. Let's go. Let's. No wait wait. All right all right. You know what? No, it's good burger. It's good burger. Hoobies. Oh my god. Welcome to Hoobies. Hoobies. I gotta take your order. Tell me, tell me, you know, I'm I'm some schlub from, you know, San Francisco. Both my pinkies are are really high up in the air. Why is your brewery called Hoobies? What does it even mean? It makes no sense to me and my San Francisco money. Jackie had a crush. Ruby was our puppy. Gross. (laughs) So did I. Hey yo. Before we get started, he's giving you time. I'm giving you guys time to think. Oh, I already got it. Jesus Christ, this isn't live. This ain't live. But I know. I've just told you. Each and every Gertz has been haunted at one point at the Hubiar residence. And uh, the glorious Hubiars, Gorda and David, used to live at 30660 Hubiar Lane, down a gravel road on the other side of an orchard. The most beautiful old couple you've ever met. They were, uh, David was from Arabia? He was Persian. Persian. Hence the name Perdessa, mm-hmm. not Perdesia. He was the one that named it. And I believe all of us here, except for you, Dixon, knew yeah. David Hubiar. Yep. And he said Perdessa. So anybody that says Perdesia is wrong. It's on the tape. It's on the tape that we have. So anyways, 
he and Gorda lived there for many years at this house do- down Hoobiar Lane, right next to Lake Solano, the park and all that. And uh, Gorda passed away. David lived a few years longer, passed away. And then my family and I, the Gertzes, now live there. And since have been ever so slightly haunted. <laughs> Little brother Skylar, who was on the first episode, he told me he and Nico Doyle, a.k.a. Nico Fit, a.k.a. Nico Dilf, because he has a daughter, um, they went there to play video games. They opened up the doors when they're still kind of renovating the house. Mm-hmm. They went there to play video games, and they played, and then, like, they thought they heard, like, walking. They thought they heard footsteps, and they're like, nah, no way, and they paused it. They thought they heard it again, and then they're like, okay, let's get out of here. They go, they open up, they try to open the door, the deadbolt is locked. They just, and they're like, they slammed the door, they opened up the devil, and they ran back. They ran back to the trailer house, the, the modular estate on down Hoobier Lane. They ran. And then for me, what happens every time, it happened today, happened yesterday. I parked Scooter. Scooter is my Honda Civic 2012. He's gay because he has a very light squeaking horn, but we have a inseparable relationship, and I love him. Anyways. Pride Month, indeed. The Trial and Aaron podcast is part of Trial. Well, it's almost over. I know, but we're still on it. My rainbow's still pretty bright. I love vivid colors. As do you. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> um, if you weren't cousins, this would be a lot creepier. I think it's even creepier that we are Yeah, cousins. I think so, too. <laughs> Which makes it even better, juicier. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yes, we are. <laughs> So I park Scooter in the same part, same spot every day, go inside, and I, like yesterday, I made sure I pressed the unlock button on my keychain about 20 times and walked away because I come back, the door is locked. Why would I lock the door in my country house? Nobody's going to come and steal. I always leave it unlocked. And plus, I've locked my keys in my car number, numerous times before that, and I had to call AAA, and just, I'm paranoid. I always keep it unlocked. Today... Yesterday, I come back out, and I know that one of them Hoobiars is f***ing with me. I go to open the door, locked. You're and and no, I'm not, I'm, no, Either you're I'm not the in the wrong, no, or no, I, just I am fully conscious, sorry, oh, what, sorry, your question, sorry. I was going to say, so my car, if I walk a certain distance away, and it's, it's not locked, <laughs> it's unlocked, Yeah. it locks by itself. Keys are that smart? Ellie's <sighs> car, she doesn't even need to unlock her car. She can just touch it with the keys in her pocket. And it what? Locks. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't maybe think... it's not who we so... are haunting you. <laughs> it's 2012. But mine's an 07, and it does oh. that. Really? Yeah. What? So me telling the story is completely useless. I mean, I've I wasted know. not only my time, <laughs> but the time so of all of you. And you're just and, far and, while you walk away. I've come yeah. to the conclusion that the Hoobiar house is indeed haunted. He could be doing worse Damn. stuff. At least no, there's, he's just, honestly, at least he's I just don't locking feel, your car. I don't feel any kind of maliciousness <laughs> or any kind of evil in the Hoobiar household. I feel like it's all... Funny. It's legit. He's just I like, you know... I, you're right, because I think even with the Hoobie name, there's times that we've seen signs that it was like, okay, we're, we're okay using the Hoobie name. Yeah, I, like there's I, random things. I feel that like happen. they would take it's it as true. homage. Like you, it, this is a tribute to the Hoobie name. I think name, you would love it. Your guys' brewery. They, I feel like they'd be very proud.
before we paused unceremoniously, uh, we're about to dip our toes into the pond of the paranormal. We're talking about Hoobie. And it's ever so <laughs> slow. Oh, uh, I, for me, it was uh, In-N-Out Burger. Oh. Oh, but okay. I can't choose that now, can I, since there was already one person. Yeah, you got the um, <laughs> I went to Whataburger in Texas. Underwhelming at best, you fat <laughs> f- of the East. No way does it hold a candle to In-N-Out Burger. Suck my toes. I was going to say... Uh, and now it's my choice. Uh-oh. But you guys have taken Uh-oh. you've taken it away from me. Reduceco, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let us yeah, paranormal pond. So have you guys ever experienced anything kinda abnormal, paranormal, sneaky, curious, downright, devastatingly scary in your life? Anywhere, anytime. One. People's got people's got <laughs> stories. People's got some scary shit in their lives. JS. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so many no, goddamn acronyms. Jack is talking. I got it. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> Paranormal stories. Ghost stories. What you got? Okie dokie. It was 2000. Chad, you're talking now. Yes, that is me. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was like three or four years ago, maybe four. And I was at the Nike outlet in Vacaville. I used to work there. I was working overnight, as I did many times. And it was like me and like three or four employees. And it was right around our lunch break, which is probably like two in the morning. And I was working in the back. Like a breakfast break, yeah? Yeah, but it was like lunch break. So basically, you all be just like snack on junk food and watch TV, be on your phone, and then an hour later, we went back to work. Anyways, so all the girls working on the sales floor, they're doing their thing, whatever the reason that we were there that night. And then I was in the back and I was doing my stuff because I did shipping and receiving. So then I went out to the front, told them all, hey, it's time for you know lunch break, let's do it. Okay, they do it. I went up to the back. Let's do it. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. Anyways, let's break. Uh, BM. <laughs> Before Megan. Ah, yes. Yeah, so there's four <laughs> girls and myself. No. Um, no, so. <laughs> Before my bell moved. Is that BM, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. No, so, anyways, all every went. To lunch as far as I do and I was in the back finished up what I was doing and then I was walking into the office there's a like a back entrance to the office so I went through that door and as it was like closing I heard something in the in the back of it we call it back of house so the the stock room and so I opened the door and I walk back there and I hear someone say my name and so I like I walk I start walking over but like I knew in my mind everybody was on their lunch break but I thought, oh, well, maybe they didn't. Maybe one of them stayed to just finish something up. And so then I walk through the aisles of all the back of house area where I thought I heard my name come from. There was nothing over there. And then so, like, I went onto the sales floor. Every, there was no one out there. Then I went into the break room, and all the girls were sitting at the table in the lunch, in the break room, 
on their break. And I was like, hey, is there, were one of you guys just in back of house? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I just heard someone yell my name in the back of house when I was going into the office. And like, they were freaking out the rest of the night. And I was too, because I believed them 100%. Yeah. And like, yeah. we didn't, nothing else at, like, there was no one there. So it, that was my one weird one. But there was a lot of stories around the store because we did a lot of overnights where different things would happen where you'd hear noise from across the store when there's only two people there and you go over there, there's nothing there. Maybe there's a shoe on the ground or something like that. Like, and it was just like things that didn't make sense, but there was never anything that was either caught on camera or there's nothing there to support what, like, what we found or heard. So that, those are, those are my only experiences with like it, anything that could be paranormal. So what do you think could or would be haunting? Like, I mean, it, it just makes it suspicious. It's an outlet store. Yeah. So it's like, what do you, could somebody have been murdered there that nobody knew about? Like, could there, like, and they're calling your name, an ex-lover perhaps that you murdered? Perhaps. I don't know. I mean, no one knows anything. You've only, how many exes have you killed? Like two or three. It was like. It was six. six, six. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, yeah, I forgot. The twins. Yeah. Oh, very good. How'd you do if that? You with get the rid of one, you gotta get rid of the other. Oh, that's it. How very, how very suspicious that a, a twin said that. <laughs> that's not creepy at all. All right, dun, dun, hold on. Dun. Chad, I don't mean to completely cut off your story and oh, move on to something gone. else. Very on, good. Being twins, how many instances have you two sheds have had of where like you think the exact same thing, or it's like you know exactly All what's the going time. on? Just give me one scenario, one instance that could completely describe. I'm sure you guys are thinking of the same scenario right now that would describe Probably. to us single-celled organisms. Because if there was more twins in the world, you would clearly take over or something like that. They are taking over. We're probably thinking of the same story. So, let's see. I don't know. I don't remember who said it first. I think I walked into a room where my mom was, and I told her a story or asked her a question, and then so she answered or whatever. And literally less than five minutes later, Courtney walks into the room, says the same exact thing as me, and my mom starts freaking out because – and. And we're like, what's what's the problem? And she's like, your sister just came in here and said the same exact thing to me. That like that was the first time it really creeped her out. Like, she knows that we think alike and are always on the same page. But the fact that one of us came in and then five minutes later the other one came in and said, like almost exactly the same thing. To have her freak out is um, <laughs> says no. She a lot. just looks at us and goes, "Did you guys plan to come in and say that like within five minutes?" And we're like, "What are you talking about?" And then she'll be like, "Your sister just said that." And we're like, "I don't know. Well, she didn't tell me the answer to it." It's it's it happens a lot though. Really? What is what is, what is your singular name? I know you two have a name that both of you share. It's not Jackie. Courtney. <laughs> there is no like Courtney. There never was. Like, well, it could be a combo of your names, but well, you... I was technically Jackie before I was Courtney. Who was that. first born? Was. Courtney was, and she was named Jackie for eight minutes until I was born. Did they not know you were coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this ain't this ain't no. <laughs> it's like Uncle Curtis' brother. What the f- is this? 
Not another There's one, no! two of them. This is supposed to be one clean one. We already had two others. No, it's because they didn't know if they were having two boys or two girls or a boy and a girl. How could they not know? They it was 1989. They, they didn't want to know. They didn't want to know. 88. 88. They didn't want to know. Because they already had a boy and a girl, so they didn't care what they had. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Jackie for eight minutes. So Jackie was always going to be one of the girls' names. Mm. And then if it was the next one was a boy, it was going to be Joe. What the f kind of common named ass after, name is that? Named after our grandpas, Grandpa. Jack and Joe. Spider? So we were, Spider's Joe? No! Our other grandpa, Joe. Oh, Jesus. So we were going to... Wait, there's other grandparents <laughs> other than mine? Oh, my God. Imagine that. Grandpa Joe. All right. I don't mean to completely <laughs> shut down your story, but I got a little story to tell okay, before we go job. back to your twin f-ing voodoo. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Charlie, the last kid to get a golden ticket. This kid that helps provide for four, holding up five fingers, grandparents that are bedridden and sickly and couldn't possibly get up for years. They have these awesome foot-to-foot beds and they watch this little five-inch by five-inch screen TV at the end of it. They're living the good life. Meanwhile, one of their daughters and her son, Charlie, are taking care of all of them. Charlie gets the golden ticket and suddenly Grandpa Joe has the strength (laughs) to get his broken ass out of bed dance around and sing a unique song singing out to the world when surely he should have said hey daughter Charlie I'll take care of these old sickly folks since I can walk now daughter aka Charlie's mom Since you've been busting your ass, why don't you go to the chocolate factory with Charlie? Because you've earned it. No. Grandpa Joe finally gets up because he took three Viagra and and dances around and and persuades everybody in the family to think it's okay that he goes to the chocolate factory. I think it's bullshit. I'm sorry that I'm ranting, but you know what? It's something that's just been burning inside of my soul for a while now. You couldn't tell. I'm glad I'm finally able to get it out. <laughs> I'm glad you were too. Are you guys able to feel the same way? Anything? Any thoughts about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory before I just explode yet again on a stupid and pointless tangent? I've never, I've never thought too deeply oh, about that. I'm out of breath. <laughs> My God! I'm exhausted just listening to you Me say too. that story. Me too. <laughs> Chad, your thoughts on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Gene Wilder is he not the greatest? I completely agree with everything you said. Yeah. Grandpa Joe is a joke. He's a jackass. Mm-hmm. There's no way that that guy laid bedridden <laughs> for that long. And then all of a sudden he can get up and dance and jump and skip and do whatever the hell he wants to do. It's baloney. I hate it. Terrible. Terrible. Almost as much as I hate myself. What was your favorite part of that movie? I know exactly what the favorite part of that movie was. They're stuck in the elevator, right? They're all freaking out. They're all bouncing around because of the optical illusions of the paint. 
But then, Willie takes them down a hallway that shrinks while they get bigger. Then, he unloads this tiny little mini piano, uh, you know. Piccolo. What's it called? Not a piccolo. Not a piccolo. No, he, he does that after the children die, right? But he pulls down a little keyboard and types in this uh, code. And then he opens up the door into the tasting room. And he sings a song. With pure imagination, he walks down, pulls out Mike TV's hair because he abuses children, and takes them down into this massive, imaginative, dreamy room. This warehouse room filled with a chocolate river, and everything is f***ing edible. And all these kids and grown-ups run around eating everything before Augustus Gloop. Goes to the Chocolate River, a.k.a. I'd say it's more of a creek, and he starts drinking it. He falls in. He can't swim. He goes up the tube, and then he uh, Willie pulls out his piccolo, his flute. And then his slaves, the Oompa Loompas, come out and sing a song. They are slaves. He says he rescued them from Loompa Land. I'm sure the whites from North America said the same things about the black people from Africa. We rescued them. We converted them, and now we're going to make them work. Anyways, if I stop my digression. You know what's weird? What's weird? I was scrolling on Facebook. Not because, no. she's, not because she's bored. No, I, I didn't see either <laughs> of you scrolling on Facebook. I posted this. Walk a bar. <laughs> Oh, well, all right, so clearly Willie won. Is there golden? There, all right, so what we just saw, there's a, a Facebook post of Courtney and Jackie's friend that posted a wa- giant Wonka bar birthday cake, dare I say? Yeah. Uh, the universe works in funny ways. but All right, so riddle me this. Why isn't Wonka in the real world nearly as savvy or world-renowned as the Wonka in the movie? Is it Gene Wilder, a.k.a. Willy Wonka, and his somersault? Probably the sexiest moment I've ever seen in a movie. You guys don't remember the movie, do you? You pulled it off. I do, but not You pulled the move off very well. Not not yet. All right, all of you, what year did did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory come out? The original. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm saying 72. Gene Wilder. (laughs) Twins? What say you? What say you? Say a year or you will be burned alive. Can you say it like SpongeBob? I don't. 74. 74. That's how many gold stars he has, but clearly you never watched SpongeBob. I'm sorry, everybody. I did at Grandma's when you would have it on. Uh, year. Uh, Jackie. 78. 78. 71. 71. So sorry. So sorry. I'm that the was, win. I'm the that winner. That's my second guess. I'm the win. 71. Oh, I'm a true ass. product of the 90s. If anybody wants to test my f-ing prowess on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Don't Network watch. trivia, anything, I will destroy you. I have no life. Name all of the Rugrats. Tommy, Phil, Will, Chucky, Damn. Angelica, <laughs> Stu, and Dee Dee, the parents of Tommy Pickles. <laughs> And then I uh, Phil and Lil's parents, that's <laughs> a tough one, but uh, Chucky's dad is Charles because his wife is dead. And then uh, Angelica's parents, Stu, it's Stu's brother, and her doll's name is Cynthia. I know that, the, the crazy-headed Barbie. But screw that noise because 
we got a microphone up to Duncan's nose. He's like, oh, damn, he's like, I'm sorry. He was asleep during my story. I didn't stop it. He was snoring. Wait, he's going to start snoring again. Hold on, hold on. Get a snore. Get a snore. Oh, you oh. asshole. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, so Duncan is on the verge of unconsciousness because we've roofied him, the dog, and his eyes are closing ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. They're slightly closing. We're going to get a snore because he's a Jack Russell Terrier and he's a fucking sausage with four legs. There it is. <laughs> he woke up. He woke up. Wait, what did, what did the twins fart in? Hold on, wait. What happened? Oh, God. I can't roll. We've gone too far. We're, we are all children of fathers. Did we, Courtney, Jackie, did you live up to your father's expectations? Probably not. You opened up a brewery dude that's true i'd say yes Give yeah a couple more years and we'll see what happens i feel like this brewery is going to be a staple of winners i feel like the the area where we play cornhole is going to expand i feel like hoobies and steady eddies will be business partners in some regard of a common space of where you go to wake up and where you go to wind down at the oh. same time. I'm wake sorry. No, no, the, no, the advertising gears will always be it. turning. Yeah, right um, and then Joe Trotter will be there to give financial aid to those who spend too much money winding down or winding up. I, I, there could be a, a dope steady Eddie's stout. That would be kind of cool. Conversations in the works. Oh, very good. <laughs> Professional. Is that what the word is? Consensual. Yes. Consensual is not the word. <laughs> not up in here. Not up in here! <clears throat> what does that word mean? Okay, no, no, we're not even going. No, 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 no. I'm taking control of this podcast as I slam my fist down. And uh, what's that? This is the Hoover. Hoover? Oh, I like that. Imagine Hoover. get all right. Hoover. So what is uh, electric car? It's called the Hoover. No, Hoover. The Hoover. Like Hoover. 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 Oh, to take people home. No, so to tell bring me. people to Hoover. Bring them to Hoover. So, so tell they me. They find their way home. Tell <laughs> me why not there is a safer path from Hoobies, from Preserve, from anywhere else you're drinking in winters, the mainland. To Green River, there needs to be of some kind of path no, for there people doesn't. instead because of, there's a bridge. There's a bridge, but there needs to be a safer different path county to Green River. People are gonna go there like it's no big deal, but there needs to be a safe walking path because it's a f-ing death trap. Somebody's gonna get murdered, just like Barrios Sabru. It's not their fault that they're popular. No big deal. But they need to have some kind of traffic guard because there's dummies that are going to pull out in front of people going down 128. Not hazy 128. 128 the road. And they're just going, trying to go home. Like Skylar and Keith, a.k.a. my brothers, almost crashed because somebody pulled out like a soul out of Barris of Brew. Not Barris of Brew's fault. It's the person pulling out. But they need to have somebody on watch. I walked here tonight. Good. Touchy subject. How many life. how many steps would you guys would you say you live away from this out. house? Forty-eight. <laughs> I don't think this podcast would have been possible. Forty-eight's a solid solid guess. 
I don't think this podcast would have been possible if we didn't move. The Lunchbox Studios is all the way near Lake Solano, but we have uh, Walnut Studios. Yeah, Walnut Studios here right now in Zach and Sterling's house, and they're off in Italy. Good day, Arrivederci. We are here in Portugal land. We got Portuguese. We got three Portuguese. I say with four fingers. Three Portuguese. Oh, I guess I'll give that story. Why I use different fingers for the numbers that I say. You guys are at the edge of your seats. Chad, why are your... I've been wondering this whole time. Chad, why are your sisters foaming at the mouth? Is this something regularly? <laughs> this is, but this is a special occasion. You, you have a bomb. It's, it's, it's red, for this bomb. All right. Okay. Back when I was a lad, I was a lad of 11, maybe. I was playing in a basketball tournament at Jesuit High School in Sacramento. I was fouled on a shot. I missed said shot. All the boys lined up on the lines and I stepped behind the free throw line. It was my moment to shine. I probably missed both free throws, but that's not the point. Uh, this ref bounces me the ball. He says, you got two shots. And he held up three fingers. With his index and thumb touching together, he made three fingers with his pinky ring and middle finger. And I thought it was, the f- I mean, could have been a mistake, but I just thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And from then on, I dedicated my life to putting the wrong number of fingers up when I say the right number. And you have to be in the know to know Thank you. that you put up the wrong Thank number you, of fingers because it offers, you're welcome, it offers the right amount, the right dose of anarchy into society because who is society so to tell us how many fingers we put up? Two or three? <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? All right, on the side, uh, yeah, challenge everybody. Yeah, when you that. say a number and put up a different number of fingers, knowing that it f- the person that you're speaking to, <laughs> it's empowering. And then they're going to question you. You tell them, and they're like, okay. And then they start doing it because they don't know why they start doing it, but they do. Two or three. But you always put up the wrong number of fingers because it's so f***ing stupid. It's re- oh, it's a hoot. It's a hoot. As are these sleepy little dogs. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And we're going to get some more snoring from Duncan, so it'll be very quiet. Everybody everybody listening. Shh. Everybody listening. Shh. I feel like Duncan knows he's awake, and he's trying to put on a show because he loves us. I know. I'm going to yell. Hey, Duncan. <laughs> he woke up slowly. Where is he? He just opened up his eyes slowly. <laughs> Why am, I, why am I on the radio? No, you're on, dude. You have something to say. All right, Duncan. Oh, he's, uh, he went back to sleep. His eyes are closing. Oh, he's had it. He's in that enough. Okay. Let me ask you stalking folk. What is... Oh, absolutely. I hope he's part of this. All right, you stalking folk. We've been talking for two hours and five minutes. For you two, it's probably been more like an hour. But what's to, uh, what do we do expect from Hoobies? What's what's going on? What's What do you guys got up your sleeves? Or are we not allowed? I don't have any sleeves on. You guys are both. I know. Yeah, there's no sleeves. Carney and Jack have no sleeves on. But um, I got to say, every time I go there, it's push, not pull. Mm-hmm. The open doors. Oh, we're trying to make it just, yeah, so you can just push it. Just easily. push it open. Yeah, and I'm greeted with... I am greeted with 
a smile, I'm greeted with happiness and a genuine and authentic need to serve from the bartenders of which I know their first names because they're family, like Chelsea and Jake and the blonde that I don't know her first name because she's not family. Is that her name? Shelly. Anyways, it's just so goddamn inviting. What kind of spell did you cast upon the people? Or is it just the beer? No, it's a spell we cast on the people. You brujas, Mm -hmm. as the Spanish would say, witches. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's the English. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just there's – I see – there's there's so many kids there. I see a tap for root beer. I see parents enjoying themselves. People are eating. People are just, dare I say, smiling. I don't know. This this, it, this ain't the same audience that goes to Green Rivers like the random UCD students that kind of find themselves in winners for some reason, and then they go there for a sloppy time. This Hoobies, I feel like you can bring your family there. You can bring a date there for. Uh, it's like it's it's casual it's fun it's as upbeat if you need some adrenaline you go out you play some cornhole or some giant connect four i don't know i just feel like the the audience you guys have is that's the vibe we were going for yeah we were going for a chill vibe that you can go for a while because when we went to breweries that's what we would do yeah we would sit there and play games and hang out have a couple drinks and that's what we wanted people to experience at hoobies Hell yeah. So it is more family oriented and we have family that have kids and we want them to be able to come and have a good time. So that's kind of what we base it around. So we provide games and there's a lot of games, a, a lot of coloring books. And you guys put the pictures of a lot of young aspiring artists that probably about, you know, the three to six range. They got their art up on the, the, the swiveling doors going in and out of the kitchen. Um, if David and Gorda were still alive, how do you think they would react walking into Hoobie's Brewery? I think David would walk in singing every day. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disagree. I think he would right. roll in right. on right. his Honda. four-wheel drive Honda, the blue one, with the cooler on the front, and he Hold would up. be singing though. Describe this four-wheeler of David Hubiar, the last name in which this brewery aspires its name from, what it was his main means of transportation. Oh, it was a mix between a navy and royal blue Honda four-wheeler. Like Marines. Yeah, that's a good one. It was wonderful. Every day, all day, up until he was probably at least 96, I'm sure. Uh, 9,006. 9,006. You forgot to carry the decimal point. Yeah, I carried the one, too. That dude drove that thing every day around the entire property with that cooler on the front, weighed down. No one knows what's in the cooler, but I do. Breaking (laughs) news here. a lot of drugs. It was moonshine. He gave me moonshine one time, and man, I went blind for like three minutes. Persian moonshine. You can ask Keith. Fact. (laughs) It was it was, it was like apricot moonshine or something. Here's Keith. Describe to the audience. Keith Gertz. Your brother. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Keith Gertz is Aaron Gertz's brother? Uh, breaking brother. news. Oh! I have two brothers. There's another uh, one. You didn't know that, folks, yeah, didn't you? But I also, 
had an idea the other day. I know I, I bug you guys all the time with ideas, but God damn it, this one's good. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Buckle right. up. So we up. We got a who No, no, this is on the record. Tighten up those seatbelts. So there got to be teams. Boogity, boogity. There's got to be teams. It could be, a, uh, it could be three, four teams. A spelling bee. <laughs> And every round, no, 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 no. Tell me this. May, uh, Rhinoceros. R. Nosseros. I. <laughs> that was my eighth grade one for the city of Vacaville. Fuck you. I went out in the first round. Dude, I, I, dude, I went out on uh, Grasshopper. 1998, I think. <laughs> dude, Grasshopper did me. I didn't know like, there's two pieces. Like or something. So my mom I, thought it was funny. She she made me a damn T-shirt. With wow! With the rhinoceros. Salt <laughs> right on the wound. I know. I pronounced it wrong because, because I think I heard it right. Rhinoceros. <laughs> oh, did it, did she spell it on your shirt the way you spelled it incorrectly? Yeah, I mean I just spelled it the way I heard it. Okay. <laughs> Idiot. This isn't Spanish. This is, this isn't supposed to make sense. Picture. And then she did the word. It's like an R H I N O R S. Aurus. A O U R. Hold on. I have the internet. Anyways, technology. We didn't have it back then in the spelling bee. I got a t shirt with a picture of a rhino. And, yeah, I spelled it way different. So, how's it spelled, Chad? Spell R H I N O. C E C R O S. Yeah, all right, so I'll tell you how I spelled it. I remember. Just tell me. It was damaging to my youth. Good. <laughs> but I did get the H. R H I N O S A R U S. That might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Hey, hey, someone spelled knife without a K. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, just like a knife, you never see the K coming. <laughs> okay, so my opinion about the spelling bee at a brewery, hear me out. Teams of, say, four, they elect one person, and each person has to have had a beer. Like, I guess you can't, you know, tell people to drink, right? Maybe they have a flight or some kind of way that's like to advance to the next level. It's like you drink a little bit. It's tradition. You don't have to, but to make it fun and interesting, you drink a little bit, right? And each progressing round, each team picks another person, and you have to spill it. Rhinoceros. I guarantee you people three drinks in can't spell that rhinoceros. Even people one drinking, possibly. I don't know. Just make it ridiculous. But a spelling bee would be pretty traveling. Traveling? Did I just say traveling? Traveling. Wow. Man, wavy lays. Good lord. This episode is brought to you by wavy lays. Uh, what does it say? Party size. Party size. And Hoobies and Hoobies Brewery. All right, Courtney Jackie. What? What's? I don't know if you did or not. <laughs> well, right, so what, what should people know about Hoobies? What's going on right now? Go ahead. Speak speak. what's going on modernly. I'll try to get this out in a day and a half. Let's see what's going on. What's going um, on at Hoobies? You guys got this damn new hazy. We have a damn new hazy, and it it's is pretty damn, damn good. good. It's pretty damn good. I can attest. We've got cornhole. We have Django. We have games, beer, wine, food, family friendly. We've got it all. Those are a lot of things. Yes, we have those, a lot of things. Those are good things. I think people should go to Hoobies Brewery on what is the address? 9 East Main Street, 
Sweet J. Sweet J. And there's cornhole. There's cornhole. giant Connect Four. There's regular Connect Four. There's coloring books for the kids. There's root beer on tap. There's food. My favorite, I'll say, is the nachos. You guys put all sorts of sweetie good shit on there. All home, all in-house made. Some, uh, what's it called? Deviled eggs, I see. Plenty, oh, there's, what's it called? Waffles, there's true waffles. Dangerously good. If you guys ever start selling weed at Hoobies, I think it'll be called Doobies after that. I'm so sorry. I'm going to hang myself after this. Anyways, yes. Plenty of good stuff to eat, plenty of good people around, so uh, why not show up there? Why not? Do you have any good reasons not to show up, Chad? There's not a single reason not to show up. I'm thirsty. Show up. I'll be there, and I'm going to throw next Tuesday. <laughs> if I do a better round of Cornell, I'm going to come back here at this house and rant about my good game because I will not let Terry down again. I knew that pissed him off. If I was in his shoes, I'd be f***ing livid at how poorly my teammate performed. And I'm going to make it up to him. And I'm going to practice on Saturday. Hear me now, stockings. Huh? Okay. Chad, can I get a booyah? Booyah. Good day.